what's up everybody and welcome back to the show um we got some stuff to talk about today and really it's going to be geared around uh the stream and a couple games and some of the stuff we've been doing the first thing i want to let you know about is uh update to the schedule for the stream uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna actually reduce it down to three days uh, looking like what we're going to do is Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. Still same start time at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, really that's for a couple reasons. Uh, I'm, and I'm always about being transparent. Number one reason is because uh, quite literally I, I don't have time to do other stuff. And people want other stuff from me. So people want more episodes of the podcast. People want uh, YouTube content. People want... Uh, just off stream time and honestly having a couple nights a week where I can actually just go to bed at a normal hour is kind of nice. So um, we're going to reduce that down to three days. Uh, it's going to be Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure that you are following the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Bloodborne. Make sure you hit the follow button, turn on the notifications so you get it either your text message, your email, or your push notifications if you are on your mobile phone and have the app installed. Um, number two is uh, coming off the, the stream the other night, we were actually uh, talking about getting back into raiding on the normal server as well. So what that will mean is if, um, if I get back into raiding and doing dungeons and stuff on the normal server, uh, we'll probably add another day into the stream schedule and that will likely be Wednesday. Um, that one may have a little bit earlier of a start time. I'm not quite sure yet. So just, uh, make sure that you're following the channel. Make sure you follow the other social media. So if you're on Twitter, it's at Bloodborne. If you're on Facebook, Bloodborne one, uh, just make sure you're following all that stuff. That way, you know, anything that changes, anything that updates, you guys will get notified. Uh, I do have a subscriber newsletter that's going to go out in the next couple of days uh, at the start of February. So if you're subscribed to me on Twitch, you should get that in your email. And if you have the Discord role, you should get that in Discord as well. Um, so yeah, that's the update there. Um, I've been working with a couple other streamers and helping them update some of their stuff as well. Um... If you guys uh, follow the channel, there's a couple people that you know that I stream with, play with on a regular basis. So we've got Brant, which is Brant V1, and then you've got Trainsworth, you got Aaron. Um, those guys are are really entertaining guys to hang out with, a lot of fun. So uh, make sure that you always hit them up too. Uh, I'll just throw their their names out there too. You got Twitch.tv slash Brant V1 and Twitch.tv slash Trainsworthington. Um, make sure you hit those guys up on all the social media too. They play a lot of different games. Um, so if you're following me, you're, you're very familiar that we play a lot of MMOs. Very rarely will we dive into anything else, uh, on the channel, but those guys, you'll get overwatch. You'll get realm Royale. You'll get magic, the gathering arena. You'll get, you know, you'll get a lot of other stuff out of that too. So, uh, I highly recommend those guys and, uh, throw them a follow and check them out. They, uh, stream, um their schedule is not really set so that's another good thing to click on the channels follow them turn on the notifications so you know when they go live 
All right. So as far as this Twitch stuff, I think we got that pretty well covered. Uh, Lord of the Rings Online. Where are we at? What are we doing right now? We've got two major things that we're looking at doing. One I already touched on a little bit, and that is jumping back into raiding on the normal servers. Ideally, what that will mean is I've been talking, well, literally a day, but I just logged in and checked my in-game mail. And uh, Yiki from Alendelmere back in the day, we've been chatting a little bit, and I'm going to try to join in with Misadventurers and hopefully get back into that scene, do some gear runs, uh, get up to speed, start with tier one stuff, and then kind of progress on through. So that's what's really cool. I was thinking about this uh, today, and it, I, I find it awesome because we, we were kind of shooting the shit on uh, when I was streaming and he was in chat, and I was just like, man, Yiki, how many times did we kill each other in the Etmores? He's like, man, I don't even know. And that's what's crazy is we were both Shadows of Angmar players. We were, uh, we like to go out into the Etmores and, and do PvP. He was playing as uh, a spider and all that stuff. And uh, it's just great, you know, like to, to come full circle with a group of players that I've known them or about them for a very long time. Uh, since, since I started playing the game, I always knew about Misadventurers. And it was always kind of one of those things we had, we'd, we'd bounce back and forth between players from Misadventures and Praying Mantis. And uh, it was always funny just having that group of people. And then, like I said, it's, it's come full circle now. And now we, uh, I have the, uh, the potential to play with them again. So that's kind of cool, you know, 12 years down the line that getting to link up with players that are still, still around. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, uh, I'm excited at the prospect of, of, of doing the live stuff again. Uh, the other thing that we are doing is we are playing uh, still pretty heavily on the legendary server. We're about a little, a little less than a, or I'm sorry, just a little bit more than a month out on the Moria update. So a couple things with this. Um, I think this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out because what's going to happen there, I've already talked about this, is that when the Moria update comes to the legendary server, all right, what's going to happen is you're going to get everything that was available from launch day up until Siege of Mirkwood launched. So that means you're going to get things like the all the... the uh, static dungeons that are in there. So I mean like Grand Stair, Filgashan, uh, Schoonfill, Dark Delving, 16th Hall, uh, and the Forges of Cause of Doom. So you're going to get that cluster with the Vile Maul, the Watcher. You're also going to get Lumulnar and Nala Doom. You're also going to get Philokul. You're also going to get Dar Narbagud. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how people play that because all of the stuff is just going to be available right out of the gate. So there's, there's no re release schedule with that. It's just, hey, here's the Moria update. Which, uh, it, it's probably good that all that stuff is available, just because it's a wide range, and um, none of it scales. So you're not, anything that is in there, you're still going to get the loot drops in there. You're not going to get that dumbass bounty stuff and random greater valorous bow of penetration. You're not going to get those 
dumb named things. You're going to get like cool named loot, you know, like the Amber ring and the forgotten treasury or, uh, you know, the black pearl from, uh, from the watcher, you know, so there's a lot of cool stuff that you can get. And I think that part will be cool that there's not going to be really any scaling. There's not any scaling stuff in there. Is there? I don't think there is. I hope there's not. Um, so that'll be good. I think the only problem we're going to run into is we're only talking about a 10 level increase with it only being a 10 level increase. People are going to burn through that in probably a couple hours tops. And then they're just going to be doing this stuff. And then what you saw happen on the legendary servers originally is going to be much more accelerated. You know, people are going to be level 60 and working on their legendaries, which won't be imbued. Thank God. But, um, you're going to, you're going to need about, oh, what do I say? It was like 30 something, uh, about 30 scrolls of empowerment to, uh, deck out your things. Cause you're going to have seven, uh, and depending on how they identify and stuff like that is dependent on what tier they're going to start at, but you're only going to have the seven legacies. So you're going to have 14 total legacies. Um, and they only go to tier six. So that part I I'm happy about like uh, that's I'm okay with legendary items at that point. It's just once we hit imbuement, like on the, on the normal servers, they just unlocked or they're going did. Yeah, they did already unlock more tiers. So the problem with that is the barrier for entry for people on the live servers, the normal servers is way too high. I mean, you're talking to be like, if you want to go and be competitive at this, at you know, say you just got to level 120 and you're trying to gear up and stuff. You need thousands of scrolls of empowerment to get your stuff all the way up to probably where people are almost going to require you to be to, to jump into that stuff. Now, if you're a player that's been going the whole time, that's a different story because you're just adding on a, a couple scrolls here that you probably already have in your bank. And that's no big deal. The problem with this game is the barrier for entry is too high. It's too expensive. Uh, it's a 12 year old game that if you want all the content, you know, you're looking at 40 bucks up through, um, through Isengard. Is it Isengard? Or no, is it Riders? So you got Moria, Mirkwood, um, Isengard, and then Rohan. So those four. You know, that's what, 49, uh, 39 or 40 bucks. Yeah, I think it's 40 bucks. And then you get to Helm's Deep, which is another 40 bucks. And then you get to Mordor, which is, I mean, you can get it for, you know, 40, 50 bucks. So the game itself, a lot of other games have taken the approach of if you buy the most recent expansion pack, you get all the prior content. That is a brilliant move that it really reduces the barrier for entry uh, from the cost perspective. Yes, it's probably not as good for the financial side for the company making the stuff, but it's it's just too expensive. Um, you know, people aren't going to be looking like, hey, I want to jump in this game and I'm like, ooh, cost, yikes. And then if you want to be a sub and not a free-to-play, you tack on the additional there. Uh, and then the barrier for entry as far as the the gearing is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I mean, you can burn up to level 120 real quick. You can Valar it if you want to, but you still got to get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of scrolls of empowerment. 
you know, you're, each tier is at what, 70, 79, 78, something like that now. It's in the upper 70s. Uh, so yeah, it, it's just really high. And you don't really expect somebody to have just one weapon, one class item. That's not realistic. I mean, multiple specs to be, if you're, especially if you're a raider, if you're doing endgame, you don't have just one set of weapons and uh, one class item. You have multiple depending on what the situation is. It's just expensive. And we talked about this last time is, uh, you know, I think legendary items have had their time in the sun and they need to go away. We need something different. And I don't care if it's if we go back to Shadows of Angmar stuff where it was just itemized loot that had cool names and cool flavor text. That's cool by me. I think that's fine. But that's not going to happen. The reason why that's not going to happen is because legendary items are too heavily monetized in the store. All right, that's just that. And when you can't easily farm, you know, scrolls of empowerment uh, in a dungeon like Court of Saragost anymore, well, you got to do other stuff to get it, which is fine. You get marks and medallions. You can buy it that way. That's fine. Um, and I don't know. Maybe it's a jaded perspective of a of a, an old player, but. Uh, the the raid is going to be balanced against somebody that has uh, top end legendaries would be my guess because if you if you balance it for lower somebody who's going to have top end if you have an entire raid of top end legendaries it's just going to dominate and that's you know it's just going to get done too quickly but uh, that's that's kind of where I'm thinking right now with Lord of the Rings Online. We're still playing it. Uh, I'm excited to potentially get back into the raid situation. Um, they did announce something really... Okay, I'm going to say it. This is a horrible, dumb, stupid idea. They're not putting PvP on the Legendary server with the Moria update. Um, and whether it's an idle threat or it's just, you know, people talking out of their ass or whatever... I know that people will stop paying for that because there is no there is no prospect of PvP at this point. When in fact, this is the best time to have PvP and the the ideal server to have PvP on because all the premium player or the VIP players that are on all the other servers have an opportunity to have this one server to go to with without essence well not without essence gear but uh, without a vast majority of essence gear, without legendary items, without all these crazy builds that have 91 points on them, uh, it, it removes a lot of those variables. And uh, hey, you know what? It could be terrible too. I don't know. It could be awful. But it, it gives people something that has been asked for a little bit over the last several years, and that's a PvP server, just a PvP only server. Uh, obviously in the grand scheme of things from the leveling side of stuff, that's not going to happen. But if there is a server that has the Edmores open and, and Osgiliath open, and that's the server you play on if you want a PVP and that's kind of understood, it's kind of like having an RP server, you know, people play on things like Landreval and Laurelin and stuff like that because it's an RP designated server. You know, if these servers were PVP designated servers, 
uh yes the culture would be different on that server than on a normal server or an rp server and that would be okay um i think people now that would be kind of interesting because there are kinships and there are groups of players out there that will that do both that you know high-end raid but also pvp i don't think there's as much of it anymore and you know this is probably me just hanging on to some a uh, glimmer of hope that really has been extinguished for a couple years. Uh, but also that's just me being honest and, you know, quite literally just what's in my mind right now is coming out of my mouth. So uh, I'd be very curious to see what your thoughts are on that. And I don't know. That's kind of where we are. Uh, we have been messing around with some other games. I've been playing uh, a lot of shooters. Um, been playing Realm Royale again. I've uh, been playing a little bit of Overwatch. Um, uh, did update everything in Guild Wars 2. I've been messing around in there a little bit and still been playing Call of Duty Black Ops 4, both uh, Blackout and uh, the regular multiplayer. Uh, and you know what? It's good. It's, it's nice to have the change of pace. You know, I don't have to think about a whole lot of stuff in those games. It's kind of just like, you know, point shoot. And, um, that's kind of been nice. Kind of change up the pace. It keeps it a little bit more fresh for me when I do play Lord of the Rings online. And that's good. I think the, the problem that people, anybody runs into is, you just dig in for too long on one thing. And, uh, you know, I, I hate when people say they're burnt out on something because it will quite, you know, you kind of do it to yourself, but I don't know. I, I, being burnt out just means you don't have balance. Um, you're, you're doing too much of one thing and not enough of a lot of other things. So if anything, it's good to, to play something else in a different genre and hop in uh, something that's a lot more mindless, you know, and just jump in there and do it. And, and that's what I'm feeling like, um, you know, I come down and sit down on my computer after, after working and hanging out with the family and all this stuff. And it, instead of just immediately sitting down and clicking on Lord of the Rings, it's like, okay, what do I want to play? So it, it's nice to have that. It's nice to be in a situation where I can play some other stuff and, and enjoy it. Um, that's another reason why we're bringing the, the stream days down to three. So I can um, play other stuff and not be a detriment to the stream. Because, I, you know, I'll put it right out there. Uh, people don't watch certain things. When you build a community and when you build a community around a certain game and game type. When you switch that, you know, things are not going to, uh, <laughs> you, you will lose viewers. And I want to be very particular about the way that's worded. You lose viewers. You don't lose numbers. Viewers are important to me. Numbers are not. Viewers are important to me because I care about people. Numbers are not important to me because I don't give a shit about numbers. You know, um, when I don't see names pop up in the chat, like I, there's part of me that feels like I let that person down and that's what I don't want to do. And I know that sounds ludicrous because 
how could I be letting somebody down when I'm streaming a video game? You know, for some people, I am their entertainment. Any of the other streamers, the, the plethora of streamers that are out there is that is that person's outlet. That is that person's, person's entertainment for the day, week, year. I don't know, you know, and, and if you think about it, that's why people subscribe. You know, you can pay $15 a month for HBO or you can pay $5 a month to a, a broadcaster that provides you with this entertainment level and uh, with more, uh, a more here a more personalized entertainment experience. That's what people, that's what broadcasters provide to people. And I think that's important. Um, that's why it's not, it's about viewers. It's not about numbers. Um, I see a lot of talk on Twitter about people saying, you know, you got to play what makes you happy there. Yes. That's kind of loaded though. You can't just say, oh, we'll play what makes you happy. If you're legitimately trying to be a, to make Twitch a source of revenue, if you are trying to do that, you have to be smart about it. You have to play things that are going to be engaging with a community or that are going to be engaging with viewers. It can't be something that you're just trying to drive numbers. Whenever you make it about a number and not a person, you will fail. Does not matter what it is. I don't care if you're in sales. I don't care if you're in service. I don't care if you're in entertainment. If your ultimate goal is numbers, you failed already. If it is about people, it it will might be difficult depending on what you're doing, but you will have much greater success if it is about a person and not a number numbers are a metric they are a measurement after the fact the moment is always about the person and the people that are in front of you the people that i've worked with in the past and i work with now know me all too well i hate numbers i care about people and experiences and that's what I do on, on all this stuff too, is I want to make sure people are having a good time. And that's why I ask for people to let me know what's going on in the stream. As far as do you like what we're, what you're seeing, did it, you know, did you see something that made you turn it off or that made you not want to resubscribe? Or I want to know those things. I want to know if things in the stream impacted you a certain way, positively or negatively. Cause that is important. Whew. All right. That was a good, uh, uh, so if, if Mengar, if you're listening to this podcast, that rant was for you, my friend. Whew. Um, so yeah, uh, actually we had, uh, Trainsworth was down here at my house today and we were looking at, uh, what we're going to do for the stream room down here, the studio down here. And I think it's going to be pretty cool because we're going to have a space for the podcast so that we can bring on guests and we're going to have a, a setup that is going to support uh, doing a video version of the podcast while recording audio of it to put that up on, you know, uh, Apple podcasts and all that kind of stuff still. But we're going to throw that up on YouTube as well. That way, what we're going to do is try to reach as many people as we can through all the different uh, media 
versions that we have through Twitch, through Twitter, through Instagram, through Facebook, through the podcast channels, through YouTube. I think I already said that, but you know, it's just, it's important. And when you're trying to do something like this, when you're trying to reach more people, that's what you have to do is you got to hit all these things because not everybody uses, you know, this, this type of social media. Some people use this, some people use this, and that's what's important. Um, I think the thing that I'm most enjoying right now is really just talking to people. There's been a little bit less gameplay and there's been a lot more of just conversation. And that's been a lot of fun. You know, there's been nostalgia conversations. There's been, you know, current events stuff. We try not to get political or religious or anything like that. Cause that just never goes well. Um, there's a lot of uh, speculation stuff about what's coming and we talk about new games and stuff like that. It's all fun. And that's the big deal is I think people genuinely enjoy that when they can come into a place, there's no negativity. And if there is any bit of negativity, it gets stifled pretty quick by our community, which is fun and awesome to watch. And we just have a good time. And you know, I appreciate that. And I thank all you guys for that, for creating an environment where people can come in, be any type of nerd that you want to be. And you have a, you have a safe spot to be, you know? So, but, uh, just to kind of recap on this day, you know, we've got the Lord of the Rings stuff that we're doing as far as getting back into raiding, hopefully on the normal servers. We're still doing stuff on the legendary servers. We, uh, progress being made on the stream room. Uh, we were playing some other games. We're switching the schedule up. We're branching out on more social media. And that's about it. So kind of go through the regular spiel to end things uh, today, which is most importantly, make sure you hit the stream. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Bloodborne. Hit the follow button. Turn on the notifications. We're switching to Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday 10 p.m. Eastern time, start times. And then uh, make sure you're hitting up Twitter. This is at Bloodborne. And you guys, you can go to the Twitch page and all the social media links are in there. Uh, hit them up, follow them, do all that good stuff. And we're going to get back to this thing. Uh, February, we're going to start that new schedule. And it's going to be all good. So once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. Make sure you're giving it a rating over on uh, Apple Music. And Apple iTunes, or I'm sorry, uh, Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, something different. Apple Podcasts, we've got Google Play, Spotify, and Simplecast. And you know what? I think I'm going to go play some games. Have a good one. We'll see you very, very soon. <laughs>